Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. My name is Krista Foran. I'm a registered psychologist at the Ken Learn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm also a team member of the ADHDfamilies.ca. And this is our second week in a five-week series for the month of October where we tackle different ADHD myths. Um, Because as you probably know by now, um, October is ADHD Awareness Month. So before we get to today's myth, I would like to share um, a listener story. Um, We had sent out um, a call to get people to share their stories about how they bring awareness to ADHD or how they advocate for themselves or their children. Um, And one parent just mentioned to us that after learning more about ADHD and what it actually is, they shared with us that they were able to actually practice more patience and understanding with their child. They were able to separate their child's challenges from who they are as a person. I think that's really important to not miss and not forget, especially if you're sort of at the beginning of your journey with understanding and dealing with ADHD, that ADHD isn't who you are as a person. It's one part of many parts of your life experience. And if you can separate those symptoms from who your child is inside or who you are inside, you can really start to develop greater compassion and understanding for yourself and your child. So I think that's a good message for everyone to keep in mind to make sure that we're not uh, labeling children with ADHD and only seeing the ADHD. There's lots of other great aspects to their personality and to their life experiences. So if you'd like to share your experience with bringing more awareness to ADHD or how you advocate for yourself or your child, or perhaps there's a myth um, about ADHD that you learned was untrue, and you had an insight about that, you can share that with us by completing our survey on the homepage at the ADHDfamilies.ca website. Or you could also just email us your story at ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. So today's myth is number two in our five-week series, and it is all children with ADHD have behavior problems. So in this episode, 
when I specifically refer to behavior problems, I'm talking about things like being argumentative, defiant, difficulties with managing strong emotions, impulsive behaviors that may put the child at risk, significant social challenges with peers, aggression, perhaps even specific diagnoses such as oppositional defiant disorder where we see oppositionality, argumentativeness, and irritability, or conduct disorder, um, which is uh, more serious because it involves things like violating the rights of others, being aggressive, threatening, stealing, or damaging property. Now I do want to talk about how ADHD is related to behavior issues and also to those other diagnoses of oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder. Um, but I also want to help under, um, help bring an awareness to the difference between those disorders. So studies definitely have found that anywhere from 45 to 84% of children and teens with ADHD will also meet diagnostic criteria for oppositional defined disorder and or conduct disorder. So there definitely is an overlap between the diagnoses but we still have to be aware that not everyone will meet, uh, not everyone with ADHD will also meet criteria for these other behavior disorders, oppositional defiant disorder or conduct disorder. And these disorders in comparison to ADHD include symptoms or behaviors that are more related to, uh, like I just said, being argumentative, oppositional, physically aggressive, breaking rules. Whereas ADHD is a disorder of attention in the sense that individuals with the diagnosis have difficulty deciding what is important to pay attention to in a particular moment, staying focused long enough to get something done, monitoring themselves while they do something to make sure that they're actually doing what is needed, and it also involves things like difficulty with sitting still and fidgeting, saying and doing things without thinking, so that's the impulsivity part, losing things and forgetting things. So you can see how it's quite different and distinct from the symptoms of oppositional defined disorder or conduct disorder where we're talking more about being argumentative, oppositional, perhaps physically aggressive. So it definitely is important to understand this difference and so I want to talk a little bit about um, ADHD versus oppositional defined disorder or ODD. So with ADHD, the child may show refusal or reluctance to complete certain tasks, but if this refusal only occurs in situations where the child is asked to sustain their attention, so to pay attention for a long period of time and their effort, then this oppositionality, if that's what you want to call it, is more likely to be related to the ADHD and not necessarily a separate problem or a separate diagnosis of ODD. And evidence is often seen in, of this when children are provided with treatment for their ADHD. So when they start off their treatment, their oppositional behavior actually starts to decrease because they're better able to sit still and concentrate and focus on tasks that before were quite challenging for them. And this will often lead to less arguing and fighting between them and their parents. So you can see how that's different from a child who has a separate difficulty with being oppositional and argumentative in 
in many aspects at many aspects of life or um, when requests are made of them. Then we look at ADHD versus conduct disorder. Children with ADHD may certainly behave impulsively, which may get them into trouble. So they might do something on a dare without thinking about the consequences. And these behaviors may in fact include behavior that could impact others or hurt others. So for an example, a kindergarten child could impulsively pull another child's hair. However, conduct disorder is characterized by behaviors that violates others, people's basic rights. So threatening, intimidating, physical aggression, stealing, damaging other people's property. Some youth who have conduct disorder also do not show feelings of remorse for their actions. And in comparison, although children with ADHD may engage in behaviors that result in very serious consequences, they are usually remorseful afterward and they cannot fully re realize the consequence of their actions before acting because of their difficulty with impulsivity. So you can see how there is a qualitative difference between some of the behaviors you see with ADHD and what you would see as a separate disorder problem in conduct disorder. So while the comorbidity or the co-occurring of ADHD with ODD and conduct disorder is relatively high, it is important to remember two things. Not every child with ADHD will have oppositional defined disorder or conduct disorder. And ADHD is a very separate disorder with a separate set of symptoms than uh, oppositional defined disorder and conduct disorder, as I've just outlined. If you are concerned about your child's behavior and you feel like it's, it's more than just ADHD, I encourage you to find a professional in your area to help you determine what supports and strategies would be best for you, your child, and your family. And if your family experiences a lot of conflict and arguing because of a child who has oppositional behaviors or more serious behaviors, look for a professional who specializes in family therapy related to these challenges. Ask the professional to help you develop strategies to manage these difficult behaviors. And these children often do better with firm but fair, consistent and predictable parenting practices. Um, before we end, I did also want to mention um, why all children with ADHD don't always have behavior problems. Because we always have to remember two, um, two other important things, and that's gender differences in the presentation of ADHD, as well as the three presentations or subtypes, as they used to be referred to, of ADHD. So it, we have to understand that ADHD presents in three different presentations or subtypes. You have the inattentive, the hyperactive impulsive, and the combined, where you have both inattentive and hyperactive impulsive. The inattentive presentation in particular may not have significant behavior problems. These individuals may even be more prone to things like anxiety or depression because instead of externalizing their stress or their frustration, they internalize it, they withdraw, they take it in. Um, additionally, women and girls may also present with, with behavior problems, as I have just discussed. It's certainly possible. However, there are many females with ADHD who often present 
more with um, the majority of having inattentive symptoms and may not actually display significant behavior issues. And you can listen to our previous podcast about ADHD um, and women and girls to get more information about that. So that's something to consider. Well, there certainly is an overlap, what, what um, researchers call comorbidity, with ADHD and behavior disorders. Um, it's not um, a 100% guarantee that a child or an adult with ADHD will have um, significant behavior challenges or even diagnoses such as oppositional defiant disorder or conduct disorder. And like I just said, we also have to take into consideration the subtype that they have as well as how gender plays a role in how the, the um, ADHD is manifested in their daily life. Um, I want, before we go, I just wanted to give a few resources. If you are dealing with a child who has significant oppositional behaviors, you may want to check out Russell Barkley's books. Um, he's got two, Your Defiant Child and Your Defiant Teen, and they just have some really great suggestions in there for providing that firm but fair and consistent predictable parenting. Um, Ross Green also has an approach called Collaborative uh, problem solving, and you can read about that in the, his book, The Explosive Child. He also has some audio and um, visual uh, resources on his website, which is called Lives in the Balance. And, and again, just remember to seek someone in your area who specializes in working with families who have children with difficult behaviors uh, or family conflict if that's something that you're experiencing. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Next week we'll tackle another myth, and we hope to see you then, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHD families at canlearnsociety.ca